Hey everybody, this is Mandy, and I have the full Daria series DVD set. What? That is... Okay. All right. Hi everybody, <laughs> this is Ollie, and bottled water is dangerous for the environment. Get you a hydro flask or something that doesn't cost $30 that you can reuse. And this is the Mandy and Ollie podcast. You search for guys with the most things. Daddy ran away and left your mama with the keys to the Mustang. Yeah, keys to the Mustang. Same ones you and your friends. When did you get the Daria DVD? When? Yeah, I've had it for a while. (laughs) It's funny. You know me? Uh, I mean, it hasn't been that long, but I've had it for a couple of years. And you never suggested we watch anything? Well, my DVD player is literally a small portable one, so it's, I don't recommend I watch any DVDs with people. <laughs> Just sit and watch it by myself, particularly when, uh, you know, maybe when the electricity's gone out and if it's been charged, or at least when the Internet's out, that's mainly when I'd be watching DVDs. Hmm. Understandable, understandable. How are you doing today, Mandy? I am okay. I'm all right. Like, I'm doing good, but at the same time, let me tell you exactly how I'm doing. So, (laughs) how I'm doing, I feel like, is directly related to my feelings of spending money, but also wanting to enjoy a thing. So, I decided what I was going to dress up for Halloween and what I was going to be for Halloween. Okay. And I kind of picked two things, and both of them are 90s cartoons. Okay. One of them is one that I've been wanting to do for, like, 15 years, and I was finally like, I'm going to do it. And the other one was something that I've been thinking about semi-recently, but I was just like, I don't know. We'll see. But it hurt my heart yesterday to go to the store and purchase the things I need because I don't like to buy a whole costume. I like to make, excuse me, the elements. Mm -hmm. But for some of what I need, I went to Party City. And these mofos think they slick. Like, I can't be mad at Party (laughs) City because Halloween is probably literally the only thing that keeps them alive. But it also frustrates (laughs) me because I've been in Party City when it's not Halloween. And I just feel like their prices are more reasonable than they are when it's Halloween time, A. And then, B, I asked the lady, you know, at the register, I was like, you know, what's the return policy in case I don't end up using it or I find something else? And she said, oh, you got to return it by tomorrow for Halloween stuff. I was like, literally everything in here is Halloween. What you mean? She was like, not tablecloths, not candy, not... Um, <laughs> birthday candles. She was like, anything that can't be related to a birthday that's specific to Halloween has to be returned within seven days of Halloween. And I was just like, that's really annoying. Like, if you return it, it has to be for store credit. You can't get full money worth. And I'm like, are you serious? That's, that's BS. Dead serious. I was just like. Mm-hmm. I literally said to her, I said, well, I guess I got to be this because I won't really know until after Halloween if I, you know, or at least past today, if I was going to decide to do something else. Like, it wouldn't really be that quick of a turnaround or if, like, my plans got canceled and then I'm not nothing for Halloween or for this costume party. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to let y'all have it. Because it's the only way that y'all survive, Party City. It's the only way y'all survive. But y'all know this is some BS. So I am trying to be excited about my Halloween costume to make it worthwhile, the fact that I pay um, a good amount of money. Mm -hmm. Is it stuff that you can reuse, though? You know, like sometimes a little okay because you can invest or reuse it, or is this like a one and done? I mean, most of what I got was cheap. Like, even when I was in Party City, for example, because I think I could say this without uh, giving away what I am or who I am. Mm-hmm. But in Party City, they wanted you to buy a boa uh, for $10. I said, F this. I went to um, Hobby Lobby. 
Hobby Lobby. Well, I did Dollar Tree didn't have any, especially in the color that I was looking for. But I did look at Dollar Tree, but I went to Hobby Lobby and they had boas for three ninety nine, and I was like, I knew, <laughs> I knew ten dollars was ridiculous. Like, what are you talking about, fam? Y'all just y'all really think we stupid. Y'all think y'all the only place, or y'all just jack up the prices. Y'all think I'm dumb. Y'all think we dumb. But we dumb. So it's that kind of thing that just really was, like, irking me. So I'm just trying to be uh, satisfied with the fact that I, A, that I picked two different characters that I have to do on two different days, Um, one being Halloween and one being a party I'm going to after Halloween, but I guess it's holiday weekend. Halloween weekend? I said holiday. And um, the fact that, the one that's for technically after Halloween, because to me it's like too, not scary, but kind of scary. I might be around kids on actual Halloween, so I don't want to okay. freak them out with that's or have to explain. That's yeah, so I'm like, one of them I feel like is more child friendly, and the other one is like, I'm going to be around adults. They'll know exactly what this is. Not because it's not child friendly, but because I just won't have to explain it to them because they will be, you know, a product of the 90s like me. They'll know exactly who I am. So mm, so a character from the 90s, eh? Yeah, both hint. of them are 90s cartoon characters or 90s characters. Coolio. My plans, as I said to you previously, was to be Nebula from Xenon. And I promise you guys, like, I haven't seen anybody do any kind of Xenon costumes recently or whatever. Then I logged online and Quinta was freaking Nebula. And I was like, <laughs> what are you doing, Quinta? What are you doing? <laughs> A few years ago, somebody did something, but I don't remember. I don't remember who I thought did it, but I remember I've seen someone do Xenon. But it was a few years back. But yeah, Quinta yeah. just showed, just popped up one day talking about Zetus Lapidus. Yeah, and, and I was just like, now it's going to look like I'm copying Quinta. I mean, I'll, I'll probably still do it, but it'll be next year when I have more time to get more materials together. Because but she has a disc earring and everything. I know, but trust me, I, I, I'm going to have it together. Trust me. Yeah. I'm going to have a little doll and everything. Trust me. <laughs> so would you like to provide any goal updates for today? Um, go update. I'll give one that's like, I don't know, maybe some people think it's funny. So for my No Spend November, I had purchased some candy for me to eat in advance um, so that I don't have to buy any candy in the month of November. I'm pretty sure I've eaten half of it. So... <laughs> and we're not in November it. yet, right? I'm like, <laughs> and so it's it's a little bit of a struggle to have that self control in the same way that I don't have self control with working out because I haven't really done that. But I've been doing extra walking, nice. not working out walking, but just making sure that I'm like you know trying to get my steps in. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so. good. Like being in movement is really really good. So. Mm-hmm. Kudos to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any huge organizing updates to provide. I did want to share one of my mantras that I, the one that I like, put everywhere, and that's positivity is a choice I choose to make. So, just thinking about that and thinking about how I handle situations, I find myself even earlier today. I was in a store, and these women were being very aggressive regarding the things that the store was selling, and I'm just standing there like. It's not that serious. (laughs) And I felt like that was progress for me because prior I'd probably be like, what are y'all doing? Do you not see me standing here? Are you crazy? But I just took a deep breath. I said, it's not that serious. And I moved on to another section. So I feel like my mantras have been helping me. Yeah. That's good. Seeing things that you're applying or that you're trying to apply actually affecting in real life. That's good. Yeah. And one other goal update. I haven't been doing my cardio workouts as much as I want to, but there's someone who we used to go to school with, 
and he does calisthenics, and he's been showing kind of his workouts, and I was like, you know what? I have the tools to do that. All you need is your body. So <laughs> just basically working out with what you have, the weight you have, doing arm different movements and whatnot. And I was like, I have weights. I can do that. I, you know, I play around and I do, like, crazy stuff. I just, like, jump out and break into exercise in the bathroom sometimes just to t- <laughs> I know you can't see me, but I'm just. <laughs> she's just, Anywho. She's just arm waving. I'm just like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I think I'm going to look at the calisthenics. So, yeah. Those are my updates. Perfective. Do you have anything for this is a safe space? Uh, I feel like I do, but it's not strong enough to bring up. So. Nah, do it. All my stuff for this is a safe space is like little, little, little things that are just kind of peeving me. This week. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> it was going to be about those women. And I was just, okay, all right, I guess I have an entry. So <laughs> my this is a safe space entry is just reminding people to be mindful of your personal space and other people's personal space. It's really important that you're not, like, breathing on someone's neck, pushing up against someone, hovering over their shoulder while they're putting in their pen for their debit card, going past the wait here line when it's your turn after them, not allowing them to put their change in their purse or their wallet. Like, (laughs) personal space (laughs) is really important. And you might walk into the personal space of the wrong one and not be told nicely. Hello, get an elbow or just a reaction or just a fake, oh, I didn't see you there, reaction, you know what I mean? So that's another thing that happened today, that same store I was checking out, and there is a line. I always wait behind the line so they call me. They called me. This woman, I'm getting my stuff out the cart. She pushes her buggy up to my handle, and so I look at her, and she looks at me. I look at her, she looks at me. It's like that meme with Diddy from The Voice or whatever show he's on where the guy, <laughs> they're just looking back and forth at each other, and I'm looking at her, and the cashier eventually stepped in because he saw me. He was like, ma'am, could you step behind the line? And she goes, no. I'm okay. And he goes, no, you're blocking the aisle. So when our um, when my coworkers walk through, they can't get through. So please step behind the line. So I turned around. And I said, thank you. He said, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's very rare and far and in between. I don't feel like all cashiers always get involved. But it's annoying. And it's also like, in addition to being annoying in an invasion of privacy and space, it's like, I don't know what you're doing. I'll say another incident. I was at another store, and it's like I took my car out to pay, and the man kind of moved behind me. It was weird. And then when I went to put in my PIN number, he pulled his phone out. And so I got paranoid. I'm like, is he taking a picture of my phone? Like, what is, like, not my phone. Is he taking a picture of my car, my PIN? Like, what is he doing? So then I'm, like, putting my phone down. I'm covering stuff or whatever. And I was so focused on blocking him that I actually left my phone in the store and had to run back and get it. So in conclusion, (laughs) please be aware of your proximity to others. And if you're uncomfortable with someone being close to you, don't be afraid to speak up. Yeah, personal space. I don't understand how people don't know that. Like, little Mm -hmm. kids don't give you personal space, but they are literally learning, like, Mm -hmm. how humans interact with other humans. Um, Sometimes I feel like, They'll, like, roll up on an animal the same way because they don't understand, like, no, things are different. <laughs> different creatures, you have different responses, too. You can't just roll up on anybody. And they just be like, goo goo You know, they don't understand. Um, but once you reach a certain age, like, yes, you have to understand or even just not assume. It feels like a little bit of a contradiction, but, like, how – women are kind of, like, being encouraged to, like, take up space or, like, you know, be vocal or be present in a room. And it's like, yes, do that. At the same time, you're supposed to be present for yourself. You're not supposed to overpower someone else's space, which is what we're trying or what, like, the encouragement is to get um, other people not to do, like, not to be over-dominant, not to be overbearing, not to be disrespectful. So while you are trying to make yourself present or still be mindful of the fact that you are not impeding on someone else, 
Um, and especially physically, like, that's really dangerous. Folks always try to make it seem like there should never be a reason to get into a physical altercation, but if you feel like your face, your space is being threatened, then that's how right. physical altercations start. So yep. <laughs> uh, if you want to prevent those, be sure not to get, because if you're never close enough to someone, how are they going to fight you? You exactly. know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to swing on me without me seeing it coming because I'm not going to be that close to that. Exactly. So it's a way to also protect yourself. <laughs> you have yeah. history? I have a, a couple of things that are peeving me right now. Um, okay. One thing that bothers me is when I'm uh, eating something and it has a dietary restriction notice that um, I feel like it's unnecessary, but they're trying to be like hip or in the know or, or cool or whatever. Like, I was eating apple chips the other day, and on the uh, bag it says gluten-free. And I'm just like, <laughs> why would there be gluten in this? Why do you feel the need to tell people there's, there's no gluten in it? Or like when I'm eating airheads and it it'll be like nut free. Duh. Like why <laughs> You're not a snicker, my guy. Like why are you trying to like I I feel like certain food items are just trying to say what they think is cool. Like certain things they'll be like, Oh, we're vegan. Do you <laughs> Do you know what vegan is? Did you just find out? Because, like, for example, when Cheerios started to make a gluten-free option, that made sense because, you know, most cereals were made with, you know, wheat products and stuff like that. I'm like, this was important and relevant for people to know. But other things, I'm just like, why are you just trying to bandwagon on what everybody else is doing right now? Like... Yep. It confused me, though. Even with you saying that, I'm like, I know that gluten is a product of, like, grains or wheat and stuff, but I did just look it up. I was like, are apples gluten-free? <laughs> because, like, that type of stuff psychs me out. Like, do do fruits have gluten in them? Why should I not be eating them? And it, it just said, no, no fruits and vegetables have gluten. So you're right. Like, they're trying to jump on this train or even people that are, like, 100% natural and organic and stuff, when a lot of that wording isn't even really regulated. So you can slap whatever mm. on the box. But, yeah, I would probably look at it the same way. Like, I can understand the, the no nuts for the candy one because sometimes they use the same conveyor belts. So they'll put that little uh, like, oh, made in a facility with pine nuts or almonds or whatever. Yeah, my coworker was saying that, like, you would be surprised what things – are in something, or I guess what things, like you're saying, are made around something else. But I'm just kind of like, even if it was made in an area that didn't have nuts on the conveyor belt, why do you need to advertise that? Like, I feel like the only time you would need to advertise it for a a gummy candy is if you did make it in an area where nuts were. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, let us know if there is a risk of something. Like, that's the whole point of putting nutritional facts on there is so that people know contains whatever, whatever, has blah, blah, blah. But when you're just like, oh, you know, this this can go with your, your dietary restriction or this goes with, you know, if you're keto, we just, I mean, keto is a little bit more difficult. It's not as common, but still, just... Like, usually people are looking it up themselves to say, oh, does this contain blah, blah, blah. They don't, they're not looking for a keto stamp or they're not looking for a gluten-free stamp. Like, I'm just like, if y'all don't get out of here with all of this uh, advertisement that you're doing on the packaging, like, it's really annoying. Right, and unnecessary. You said you had another? Wait, I still have one more thing to say. But no, 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 no. I mean, about the the oh, glutens the and the organics and, yeah, the packaging and stuff. I'm trying to figure out if I want to be shady because it would be me being shady. <laughs> I feel like, um, I think I got time to be shady today. So another thing I feel like is when people are doing, like, buzzword stuff. 
when they're like, I made this and it's 100% organic. And I'm like, all right, good for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, if you, if you're like, if, if again, if you sharing something with someone and they, and you know that they have a dietary restriction, then all of these things make sense. Or if you ask them, do you have a dietary restriction? But when you just show up with a pot of soup or a, um, a packaging of soup and you're trying to tell everybody, here's some soup. It's this, this, that, and the other. And it's 100% organic and 100% homemade. And I'm like, did nobody ask you for the soup in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> who are yeah, you? That's, <laughs> who are you? Doesn't even work here. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> that's odd and unnecessary and uncalled for. I feel like it's that complex of uh, I'm eating healthier, so I'm better than you, or I'm doing this mm. one thing that everyone thinks or knows you should be doing, so I'm better than you. <laughs> it's, just, it's that whole I'm better than you thing, or some type of superiority because like I eat grass. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Just like me too, girl. You know, but I I don't have to tell the world or do right. whomever. <laughs> All right, the other one I had, <clears throat> I was I literally wrote this down before I saw it going around social media, but I was trying to figure out where was selling the Popeye sandwiches because I was like I still never got one from the first time around that they disappeared <laughs> back in August, and so I made the intention to try and get a Popeye sandwich before I do no spend November. Mm-hmm. So then it started popping up on social media again because I guess people have, um, you know, been asking about it. And the consensus is literally you can ask a bunch of different Popeyes because someone did it in a survey, some so, some media site called different locations of Popeyes in different states, and they were all getting different answers. Some were like next week, some were like early November, but it was just like a, a variant of mm. answers. I don't know how many times I've seen that beautiful black woman in the tan apron advertising Popeye's new special shrimp butterfly, this, that, the other, <laughs> spicy chicken tender, this, blah, 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 honey biscuit, whatever, whatever. But y'all can't tell us when the damn sandwich is coming back. After all that money that was made for you, that's the only thing you should be focused on advertising right now is telling us exactly when you have the chicken sandwich back. But y'all probably don't want to advertise it because you know people, oh, they're like, oh, we don't have to say nothing because everybody wants a chicken sandwich. And I'm just like, I will continue to not eat your chicken sandwich. I was just trying to get it before I couldn't spend any money on outside food. But if you keep playing with me, I ain't never going to be impatient of your chicken sandwich. I'm not saying I'll never eat Popeye's again because that's just crazy talk, but I would damn near never eat the sandwich. If you don't get it together, just tell us when it's going to drop. That's just crazy talk. Maybe they want to do a slow rollout or what do they call it, like a soft opening where they don't say anything so they're not being bombarded. Maybe it's like you drive up and it's like, hi, would you like to try a new five-piece for $5, our new $5 box, or our spicy chicken sandwich? Your what? Our spicy chicken sandwich. But that's how they did it Your the what? first time. <laughs> the first time they didn't tell anybody about it. And that's I why they weren't. advertisement for it. Advertisement mm. for it. The first time I didn't see nothing about it. I just heard about it. A, one of my coworkers had had the sandwich, and B, Black Twitter said, said it ablaze talking about the sandwich. But besides that, I was like, Popeye's got a chicken sandwich? And then I was like, I was like confused even at first because even though they sell like they sell tenders, I feel like one of the main things about Popeyes is that they sell chicken with bones in it. Like there's only a couple of places that you can still get chick you know, bone chicken in or whatever. Or like whole pieces of chicken, like besides just a wing or a breast, um, or a tender. You can get a leg, a thigh, a breast with the bone, all that good stuff. But Popeye's just was like, oh, and by the way, we have a chicken sandwich. And now y'all want to do that again? 
Keep playing with me, Popeyes. Keep playing with me. I think that they undervalued the novelty of them releasing a chicken sandwich the first time. So maybe it's a soft rolled out this time, or maybe, like you said, they just feel like, oh, we that ish. We that place where you get your chicken sandwiches. So y'all going to come whether we tell you to or not. Like you literally have media outlets researching when Popeye's going to drop this. I mean, that's essentially, that's essentially what it is. I have to go to social media to find out because y'all y'all just got paper signs up because y'all still kind of being kind of ratchet. Paper signs up when you go to Popeye's. <laughs> like, you have it on the menu, but then there's a sign next to the sandwich saying, be back soon. Either you got the sandwich or you don't. <laughs> so funny. Okay. What's on your plate for today? Your meat and potatoes. I don't have any meat and potatoes. I'm fasting. You got some? I have a little bit of something, but I don't want this to snowball, just knowing how I am and all of my experiences. So if you catch me snowballing, feel free to interject. Okay, I'll so see what I can today, do. You got... Okay, thanks. On my plate today, you guys, <laughs> I want to talk about surviving as a person of color in the workplace. And what I want to discuss is my experience or are my experiences with quitting several jobs, being let go of a couple of jobs, and then just flat out like ghosting a couple of jobs. (laughs) (laughs) So most of the time when I finally made the decision to leave or put myself in a decision, in a position to be let go so I could get, you know, stuff still. <laughs> I it was it was because of the workplace environment. Like there were a lot of jobs that I enjoyed doing even though it was work, but the workplace environment was either that of like sexist stuff where men were saying inappropriate things, like inappropriate things about women, things that they do to women, things that they do to women in the workplace, like stuff like that or clearly racist racist type things like um, supervisors asking me to do crazy things. One supervisor wanted me to bring, there was a, con- I will never forget this, there was a conference meeting and I was like an EA, an executive assistant and an office manager. So I'm like running the office, um, contacting our other locations and stuff like that. And they decided that when they had people coming over for a little conference, they wanted me to bring in drinks on a tray and give everyone a drink from the tray. And I was just like, am I the butler? (laughs) Are they serious? And so I was like, they have to be joking. So I didn't do it. I brought the drinks, like, in a bag, and then I put them on the table, and I left, and I was reprimanded for it. Later on, they were like, you didn't bring the drinks in on a serving tray. And I was like, you can kiss my – all right. So then that job (laughs) went bye-bye. I didn't say that exactly, but eventually that job went bye-bye. And, okay, I feel like I'm rambling. I guess what I want to say to you all, people of color who find yourself in positions where it's like you need this job or you need this check or you need this health insurance or you need this sense of normalcy, this nine to five to stay busy throughout the day, but you're struggling with your workplace environment, I just want to encourage you to stay strong. I want to encourage you that if you're having egregious actions, to write down the dates, write down the time, write down the this is what happened. Keep a personal journal if you need to, to reference it whenever you might have to go to HR or you might have to defend yourself in a certain situation or circumstance. Like keep a log of, you know, things that you feel, I'm not sure if this is right or this is completely wrong, whatever it is, keep a log of it so you can have that to go back to. And then see what you can do to better yourself. Because it could be that, you know, we're always, or I'm always, like, cautious, like, is this a racist thing? Is this a sexist thing? Is this something I mean, microaggressions, like, yeah. A, they always say, like, in terms of harassment and stuff, it's how, it's partially how a person receives it. It doesn't even have to be the person who the thing happened to. Because every year, uh, my job, we got to do this compliance training. And they're like, if somebody complains, it doesn't have to be the two people involved. But if somebody complains and finds it offensive, then, you know, an issue uh, will be reviewed. The issue will be reviewed and blah, blah, blah. And you could be have that um, a case on you or whatever the case may be. So 
I do agree, like, people should be mindful. I often have to, like, try to be mindful of it because, you know, that you might have people at work that you're cool with, and um, you might say things because you're like, oh, you know, we, we're cool, and you don't know who's listening, who's ear hustling, might say, might view it as inappropriate or whatever, but... um there's definitely some things that are like just outright bold and folks will still do it and seemingly get away with it. But you definitely have to be mindful of all of those things because a job will let you go with the quickness. Like as much as you want to believe that you, as much as you want to work in a place and be valued, Mm -hmm. you are still dispensable. Like you are kind of like a pencil or a pen at a company. You're a tool. You can be useful, but you can also be replaced. Yep. And it's it's going to cost money to replace you, but, you know, if you need that tool, it don't got to be that tool. You just need a tool. So I'm constantly even telling people, like, not to, not to say not to worry about your job, but, you know, if they're stressing you out, if you feel like, they're putting pressure on you. They're talking crazy to you. There's like reckless things happening. You're not being appreciated. You've um, experienced something negative and you said something and nobody cared about you when you, you know, tried to have it addressed. Go and take your personal time. Go and handle your business because it's clear that they just want results or they just want product. They're, they're not going to like appreciate you for what you're actually experiencing. Like they want you to kind of put your your feelings about a subject to the side. Then there's like a lot of click culture at work, which can be good and can be bad. Like it's good to find people that you feel close with um, so that you can maybe be more comfortable at work. But it can also like, you know, have negative impacts on you if you're not a part of the click and people in the click have power. Yep. It's it's a lot. Workplace environments are mm, they tricky. Yeah, they're like cesspools or fish bowls and sometimes you get in with the right tool of fish, cool. sometimes you run away from the shark. So well swimming away. So yes, that's cool. So I just wanna encourage you all, like if there if you're in a situation where you're just kinda of stuck for a little bit or maybe you can't transition right away, like Maybe find some mantras. Definitely take some PTO, like Mandy said. Like, do use all of your resources. If you have an EAP, which is an employee assistant program, I believe, call them because you can get like free counseling. You can get um, free, I want to say, like chronic uh, pain uh, resources brought to you and stuff like that. So just take advantage of all the resources that you are offered. Don't feel guilty about taking time off. Don't feel guilty oh, yeah. about going to the doctor. Don't feel guilty about like, okay, I just need a me day because y'all are on it because the work will be there tomorrow. And as Mandy said, you are kind of at will. There are a lot of places that are at will employment. And that's crazy to me because it's like, we can fire you at any time, but if you're going to leave, we need two weeks notice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm an at will employee. So that means I can leave at any time too. So just keep that in mind that your health is your wealth. And if you are feeling the uh, negative effects of your work environment, then just take a breather. Just take a breather. Yeah, I want to reemphasize what Ali said about taking advantage of all of the resources and benefits that you have at work. There's so many people. I feel like you did this too, but um, someone we know mutually um, did this few years back where she was like literally planning to quit her job she was like I went and got my teeth done like major teeth (laughs) stuff done and she did all her doctor's visits and like you know ran out all of whatever it is that she had any kind of benefits you got because you're like yeah if I'm gonna leave I'm gonna take you for everything I'm gonna get Everything that was owed to me. <laughs> it's like a, a, it's like going through a divorce. You're like, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine. <laughs> and I'm not leaving here without it. <laughs> and it's like that period of time, too, when you do open enrollment, when you start to look at your um, mm-hmm. 
your benefits. And a lot of times people are just like, oh, I just need to make sure I got, you know, health care, vision, dental, blah, blah, blah. But no, look at everything, <laughs> everything that's owed to you. And if you are planning on, like, you know, leaving in the new year, if you feel like something's going to happen at the end of the year, you better check to see. If you got an FSA, you better check yep. to see how much is left on that FSA. You got two months to spend it. If you... <laughs> If you have certain benefits that don't uh, roll over, like if you got PTO and your PTO can't roll over into the next year, you best to be taking it because if you think, oh, they'll give me money for it. A lot of companies, they don't give you the full amount that you're owed. Mm -hmm. Like if you take it in terms of cash, they give you like, oh, 75, 80% of what it's worth. Mm -hmm. No, that's Mm -hmm. my day's time is money. Give me what's mine. (laughs) (laughs) Pay me what you owe me. Exactly. Rihanna Ben has said. Do you have a recipient for the under... Well, you said you didn't have any meat and potatoes. Are you sure you don't have any tapas, no appetizer, no drink? (laughs) I don't have any hors d'oeuvres and nothing. No, Mm. nothing. Okay. Who's getting your underappreciated award? Today, my underappreciated award are going to mental health professionals. Mm. Um, I want to highlight them specifically because I have someone in my family that, um can't remember if it's a psychologist or psychiatrist, but, you know, one of those people that you see mm-hmm. when you're going through some things. Um, and she's, for me, I don't look at her as a mental health professional. I just look at her as a family member. So I know all of the things that she is going through in her life when um, she's having a bad day. And she's just in, in a really uh, difficult period of her life right now. She herself lost the family. Like, well, we both, you know, lost a family member, but she lost her mother. And, um mm-hmm. It's very easy when we are going through things and if people are fortunate enough or um, have the opportunity to seek counseling, they have a place to unload. They go to to, the, to their therapist and they unload and that person is helped fix them. And to know that, that those people are literally taking on, like, you know, all of people's energies with whatever it is they're experiencing. And then they themselves are a person that can be experiencing all kinds of grief or trauma or hard days or even good things. But, you know, they just have their own range of emotions. And, um, you know, the rest of us just don't know what they're dealing with. So I want to give a highlight to them because... um, I want I want it to be reminded and I want to remember even myself to like really show them love if you have someone around you like I don't know I don't myself go to therapy I'm not opposed to it but I, um I haven't gone as of recently I don't know if it is inappropriate to buy your therapist a gift but maybe give your therapist a gift especially if you know even if it's a small thing like you don't have to give them a gift card to a massage place but if you just give them a gift card to target or dollar tree or wherever um if you give them a little you know a little gas car i don't know but something a little bit extra to show them like you know i appreciate not only that i spend however much amount of money or i come to see you and you know you get paid off of that but also that you're a person that maybe just needs a little bit of encouragement so yeah nice yes mental health care providers associates resource personnel um i always wonder like you you take on so many patients or clients or people in general who might want to speak to you and just talk to you so like who do you go to? And I talked to one person before, and they were like, oh, well, I have a therapist myself. And I was like, that makes sense. But then who does mm-hmm. that therapist go to? Because you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you're coming with all this stress and whatnot, but I guess maybe you're not talking about your client's issues. You're talking about your own. So, Yeah, um, like I've had people that even found it weird to find out that their therapist has a therapist. 
I'm like, uh, they how believe in this system. To, <laughs> right. How else do you expect me to process all of your happenings along with my other clients, along with mine? Yeah, I need a therapist to talk to. So they're, again, like you said, if you're fortunate enough to have access to counsel, then I would highly recommend it. Like, it's shunned in a lot of different cultures or uh, I hate that saying, like, what goes on in this house stays in this house. And I'm like, that's why you got so many problems now, because nobody wants to think <laughs> about anything. Nobody wants to talk about anything or feels like they're allowed to. And it's like when you finally get something off your chest and you've been holding it in so long where there's a secret or a feeling or something that happened or something that you wish had happened, like, just that release is so natural so if any if you have access even if it's like part of your eap like don't be scared don't be shy don't feel any kind of way because that's between you and your potential therapist you don't have to tell anyone you're going you don't have to talk about your sessions or anything that's mm-hmm. between it's you literally and confidential that professional. <laughs> right literally so I like the only time they can tell someone is if they think that you're going to do harm so as long as you're not planning on taking a knife to anybody, they'll just, you know, keep it to themselves. Um, when you were saying about, you know, like the culture that some people have or like the way they were raised in terms of like not sharing things or not dealing with things, there was an episode of The Good Doctor that came on recently um, that uh, there's a black doctor. I can't remember... Her name on the show was Claire. I can't remember her real name, but, you know, it's uh, Alicia from Misfits. She's over here on American TV now. And she was playing a doctor who, she black, and she was dealing with a black patient. And um, a young teenage girl who had, you know, a black mother that was like, the girl was basically stressed for all kinds of reasons. And she was in the hospital for one thing, but when they were examining her, they saw that she was cutting. So, of course, you know, they wanted her to talk to a therapist or a counselor or psychologist, somebody. And the mom, like, it, they slipped it in so small that I just felt like only people, you know, in this community would understand it. But all the mom said to uh Claire was, you know, we don't do that. And I was just like, mm. like she didn't say specific to which group mm-hmm. she was talking about, but everybody who's in that group know exactly what she, I was just like, yeah. dang, like, all right, Easter egg. She was like, you know, we don't do that. <laughs> and it's like, she had to, the doctor had to kind of like, she kept pushing it because the point was like, your daughter's having this issue and she said the mother did talk to the daughter. It's not like she completely ignored it, but she just looked at it as like something she was doing to get attention. And it's like, mm-hmm. she wasn't harming herself to get attention because nobody knew about it. She was, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like right. that, that logic doesn't make sense. She was harming herself. And, and now, and you wouldn't have known about it if it was not for this completely separate emergency case. Like she's going through things. She's stressed. She has all the stuff that she's thinking and feeling, and um, she doesn't feel comfortable saying it to you, so she needs an outlet to go to to say it. So I can understand, like, you know, being a part of a community or a group where they're just like, no, that's not something we do. Because I feel like I was a part of that group, or I was at least a part of a group um, you know, my mother didn't want me to really do counseling unless it was with a pastor. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to tell my pastor everything that I'm thinking and feeling. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily feel like their response to it is going to be what is helpful for me, because if so, I could probably just go to my mom about that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but as long, I just feel like it's one of those things where you have to try and be open-minded mm-hmm. and really really seek it. And then again, like my underappreciated work, because we got deep, girl, but just appreciate <laughs> your, whoever it is that you're going to um to let those feelings out on. Yeah. I, I do want to reiterate, like, just try it. Like, 
just try it. If you're apprehensive, if you're like, oh, that's not for me, oh, whether you're a man, a woman, whatever you identify as, water bottle, cucumber, just try it. Like, if you need to speak <laughs> to someone or if you feel like there's something, or maybe you feel like everything's fine. Maybe you think everything's fine, but you're not, like, reaching that next level in your life or you're, something's missing, so you just want to, like, kind of talk it out with someone who will honestly be unbiased because your friends know you, your family members claim to know you. Like, you know, there are people in your life who have had certain experiences with you that you might not want to share stuff with. So I would definitely encourage you to do it. Yeah, I have heard that. Like, some people think that you have to experience trauma and then that's the first time you can go to therapy. But I've heard someone say that they were, like, in a very good period of their life. They were, like, transitioning into, you know, bigger and better things. And I guess the people around them were like, go to therapy, go to therapy. And then they went and they realized it was still helpful for them because Mm – not because the changes that in, that were happening in their life were negative, but because they were changes. And you don't know how you are going to respond or how those changes are going to affect, you know, different aspects of your life. And it's just good to have someone to um, bounce that off of and just give you, you know, perspective about what it is that you're experiencing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Because my understanding in a large part, like, something that therapists do is they ask you questions that perhaps you weren't even going to think of. Because some people right. are like, why do I need to talk to a therapist? They, they're not, you know, making the grass greener. They're not putting food on my table, blah, blah, blah. But it's like they open things in you so that you can find, you know, or they open things, they ask the questions, they put out the perspective so that you can find the answers to things that you need. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, even if you feel like you're in a great place, it still might be helpful. And you don't have to go forever. <laughs> but no, you, you can go, go for a period of time and, and, you know, get what you need and then you can be done. Or if you feel like it would be helpful for you to keep going, you can keep going. Because mm-hmm. everybody needs mental health because everybody has a mental It's like the same way everybody has to go to a doctor, not only because you're sick, but because you have a body and you want to make sure it's still working right. Everything's still good. Exactly. Preemptive strike. (sighs) Most of the time you go to the doctor or the dentist, we go for checkups. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I felt like I had an underappreciated award, but now I don't remember what it was. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember if it was a person or it was a group of people. I think it I don't remember. Sorry, you guys. And I didn't write it down. Today I uh, free-balled my notes. Oh, no. I have another one I can do. Okay. Let's hear it. Uh, This person has been... uh... Okay. Okay. I got a few more, actually. Oh, wait. No, you don't have to. I remember. Okay. <laughs> like, I got a got few people I can do. Y'all hear this? You got a few more. That's one and one. Anywho, <laughs> I wanted to give a shout-out and an underappreciated award to our non-people of color allies who speak up for people of color, who acknowledge their non-people of color privilege and continue to fight the good fight without being problematic. I just Are you saying good white people? I, didn't say, I don't know if there's such a thing. <laughs> you said, you said non-people of color. So I'm like, so they white? I mean, good white people well, do good, people good stuff? people might be people of color and not identify as such. So who knows? Uh, I didn't want to like just narrow it down to just white people because if you don't consider yourself a white American but you're like Italian or Greek. If you're phenotypically Oh, white, like a Kardashian? Like Kim Kardashian? <laughs> like how she's been letting, you know, working on prison reform? Something like that. Why did I give Kim Kardashian the underappreciated word without that. saying it? She said, y'all, she's trying to give it to Kim Kardashian. No, no, no. Actually, she's very problematic. Let me just be clear. I'm sorry. I said, no, she's very problematic, but let me be oh, clear. Oh, oh. 
<laughs> you over there be hooping and hollering. <laughs> I was like, no wait. <laughs> um, yeah, no, not specifically to Kim K. Good, but you know, good for her and all that she's doing with her platform. Um, but for people, what does it say, white people? If you guys need to keep it simple, white people who understand their privilege and still fight on behalf of other people because they realize injustice, they realize inequality, and they realize that they do have a certain power to help. So I wanted to give them the underappreciated awards for today. I kind of think that Kim is uh, making Kanye better, too. Like, when she started doing good, he started doing good. Apparently, for her birthday, he was like, oh, I'm going to give a million dollars to prison reform. She's been doing this this whole time. It didn't occur to you before that maybe you should do something good. He gave it to charities of her choice, and he did it in her name and their children's name. And why I know this, I do not want to say. I shouldn't know this information because I do not keep up with them. I do not follow Yay. I don't do any of this stuff. So I don't know how I know this information, but I read it. Same thing for me, ma'am. I don't follow any of them either. But that's my point is, like, I feel like in certain regards, you know, I can, who? Oh, my my coworker said it. But how um, <laughs> how Kim called Courtney a fake humanitarian hoe? Whoa! <laughs> no, I didn't know about that. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't watch the show, but my coworker told me. But I feel like that's like so at each other like sisters. <laughs> oh my god, they hate Courtney. Like <laughs> they hate Courtney. I do remember that one time Kim was like, I could buy your career. You wouldn't have a career for me if you were if you knew mm-hmm. about business and you had some business to attend to. Of course, I just want to be a mother. I'm like, whoa. She's, she's a, like every two, every year she comes for Courtney in some way or regard to basically say, you are not important enough to be in this family. You just happen to be in this family. You don't put in the work to me. Like, you remember how they used to treat Rob? That's how she be treating Courtney now. But Courtney did used to put in work. Like, she had a little small show. She had her home decor business. Courtney is the reason that they all had a business at first. Like, the businesses that they had, Courtney used to run that stuff. Yeah, the dad stores and stuff like that. They're closed. Yeah. Didn't nobody else know about business before Courtney? Now Courtney's like, okay, I'm going to let the rest of y'all work. I was working a long time ago on top of the fact that I'm the oldest, and they over here just treat her like any old witch and what and why. <laughs> it's like, you going to stop being rude to Courtney, Kim. Jeez. Lord have mercy. How do we get on this subject? You y'all, I promise up. we don't watch the Kardashians. <laughs> you brought them up. <laughs> Everybody's going to be like, it sounds like Mandy's a fan of the Kardashians. Not anymore. In my past youth, I used to watch them, I will admit. But I have grown. Exactly. Like, I can't act like I didn't used to watch, but I also was young. So I did a lot of dumb stuff when I was young. (laughs) When I was young. I used to watch Twilight, too. Uh, Okay. Calm down. <laughs> oh, you you a fan? Fire. She a fan, y'all. I was like, you not gonna go with it. Tell you something, the Hunger Games is better. The books uh, and the comparable. movies. They're not comparable. The Hunger Games but to Twilight. They're not comparable to Twilight. No, it's a whole different synopsis. Girl, a whole different plot. The Hunger Games and Twilight is a whole are a whole different. One plot. is dystopian. One is like what's that? Not science fiction. What's the thing called fantasy? So I understand the concept in that regard, but it's still teen fiction. That was real popular. I didn't say it was in the same category. I said the plots are completely different. Nah, they still got them same uh, no. type of fan people that be coming for each other because there's a love triangle of some sort with a girl at the helm. And somehow they saving the world from either evil vampires or a president that is trying to manipulate its people. And, you know, it sounds basically like 2019. Okay, so maybe we'll take a poll and y'all can vote <laughs> whether you think Twilight, the vampire love story movie based on books, is similar to Hunger Games. 
the No, no, we're not saying kill. which one's similar. It's which one is better. We're having a Hunger no, no, Games no, no, like fight. No, 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 that's not what I said. I said, are they comparable? I oh, said well, I'm talking comparable. about which one's better, and Hunger no, Games is better. See, see, I know, we having two different <laughs> arguments. I, said, I know what you're saying, but I think it's better. <laughs> oh, cheese and crackers. We having two different fights. <clears throat> Fight. What's it, how they do a Mortal Kombat? Fights. Anywho. All right. So. I think we did a podcast. We done? <laughs> I believe we are finito. Elton. Cool, okay. cool. Would you like to tell the people where they can find us? Oh, for sure. You can find us at on Instagram and Twitter at MNO Podcast. Oh, yo, I almost forgot. We not done. I would like to read some of the comments that we got in regards to our last podcast because we put the poll out there. We asked the question, and people responded, and I'm so excited. Thank you, guys. I'm so hyped. <laughs> like, I was really just like, oh, thank you. Thank you, listeners, for caring about what it is that we said. Because I don't want to make sure I highlighted it today because we be yeah. begging, y'all. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll be begging. So last episode, uh, the question was, how do you stay or feel safe? Um, in chaotic times when there are things going on like um, conversations of like gun violence Mm -hmm. or rape or just uh, Mm -hmm. abuse or anything like that. Mm -hmm. We had one listener say prayer, facts. Uh, That's like a common thing people even hear. Like they say we want to send our prayers and our thoughts to the victims Sometimes we need to pray for ourselves just to get through the night mm-hmm. uh, To when dealing with all the things that we're thinking and feeling about these, like, you know, tragic events. Um, we had another podcast say, um, I tried to, oh, this is the Words with KB podcast, by the way, you know. Wait, you want to tell them, because what if they want to remain anonymous? I feel like they want to support like I would want, I would want if MNO said something, I would want them to shout us out because that's how people know we exist. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, the words of KB podcast they wrote, I try to focus on the next immediate step, the smallest thing I can do to move forward. So if they feel like, which totally makes sense, like you know, mm-hmm. you were able to make it to another day, what do you have to do to continue to um, make progress? Right. And then we had another listener. They wrote a little bit more. Um, I am going to keep them anonymous. Anonymous? Okay. They said, <laughs> Whoo, that was a good episode of M&O. Personally, I do a group chat or call when I'm out because it's dangerous for us out there. And if I'm with someone, I always try to make sure they make it home. So that was also in regards to, like, you know, making sure that um, people make it home safely because there's so many crazy things happening out there. You want to make sure that you and your people are really accounted for. Yeah. And then um, this person also said, and also, yeah, everyone, oh, well, they were talking about that other thing we talked about. Should I talk about that? That whole Gina Rodriguez thing. Oh, man. Yeah, that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also, everyone want to be down in terms of being in the culture until it's time to be down. And that Gina shit was a troll by her because that was a fake-ass apology, and she conveniently posted the part of the song, that part of the song, and laughed. So... That person agreed with Ali. <laughs> mm-hmm. Agreed with us, but like agreed with Ali about how it was coming for, you know, she was trolling us. Mm-hmm. So, um, with that, I want to say I appreciate everyone that sent comments. And if you want your comments 
to be read out on the show, you can DM us again mm-hmm. on Twitter or Instagram at MNO Podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can also send us uh, letters, questions, comments at Mandy and Ollie at gmail.com. Please be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen so that you can know when we drop a new episode. And you can also rate us. Let us know how you feel. We prefer top ratings, but, you know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We'll see what we get. Thank you guys for listening. It's and been a pleasure. Every week, Bye. Every week, Bye. Bye. I have some things, but I can't complain. Cause I stuck to you and I asked your name. Yeah, I came with game. Tell me your name. She said, Roxanne, then you look so familiar. Yeah, you look so familiar. Don't I know you from back when? Yeah, way, way back when.